my pleasure to bring back the town manager of Mansfield and fan of the last place New York Yankees, it's Ryan Aylesworth, our program brought to you by the Fenton River Grill. Ryan, you knew you knew I'd be working that one in, didn't you? Yeah, I, I was holding out some hope that, uh, you know, the morning coffee maybe hadn't kicked in for you yet or something, and, and it was going to slip your mind, but I, I guess uh, my fingers weren't crossed hard enough. It was the second cup that did it, actually, but then again, you can always say to me, Wayne, it's only May. It is, it is only May, and uh, but boy, the, the AL East, uh, everybody's above 500. The Rays look pretty dominant. Uh, it's going to be an interesting year, but yep, uh, they, are, they are in fact cellar dwellers right now, and there's no escaping it. <laughs> Speaking of championships, from basketball championships last month to UConn commencement, I'll bet it's jumping in downtown stores this week. It certainly is. Uh, this time of year, every year, you know, families descend for the the ceremonies that are that are planned around commencement, graduation, and uh, of course that Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, you know, we've had a lot of rain recently, uh, which is which is good for the greenery. So the campus is certainly looking beautiful. You got flowering trees and green lawns. Um, of course, everybody uh, this time of year you see families and the kids out and about snapping pictures around town, all the local landmarks in their, in their caps and gowns and, and Horse Barn Hill. If, if you haven't been by it or, or some of your listeners haven't been by it, uh, they have the 23 mowed into the, the side of the hill there looking as, as great as ever. So definitely definitely exciting time of year, but it's also a time of year given the, the added inflow of, um, uh, of family members and, and friends that uh, it's definitely a time of year where we feel some pinch for traffic and some some roadway inconveniences that crop up so so we're doing our best in collaboration with UConn to make sure that our residents are alerted of what's going on uh, staying safe on the roads this weekend but hey but by by next week uh, things will certainly start to turn the turn the corner into summer mode and then that's usually a, a welcome thing for for all our motorists I have seen pictures of the 23 at Harsborn Hill which is an annual tradition up there and actually the aerial shots are maybe a little better view of it down below and if people want to see it it's on the Yukon Facebook page but you also talked about traffic so just some advice for people who may be just normally doing their business around the Yukon campus around the stores area just give them a little heads up on what they can expect this weekend it might be slow going Yeah I think you know uh, the the big message is you know we we get a lot of benefits by having you know the state's flagship state university in town, and and certainly uh, things can be a little slower going this time of year. Um, I think we can all appreciate that uh, if it if it was you know a family member of ours that was celebrating it, we would want to be there and and kind of ring in the moment with them. And so just you know want to hope everybody practices patience. I know we all have places to be, and we can get in a hurry, and and it can definitely slow us down, but. You know, it's it's a it's an important time of year for these kids, and it's great to have uh, you know the vibrancy in our town. And it's good for our local businesses when when extended family and friends come and and, and you know celebrate these moments with our graduates. So uh, let's just all hang in there together. Mm, on top of that, there's also some big UConn baseball games on campus this weekend too. Ryan, there was great planning involved in transitioning the youngest Mansfield students to the new Mansfield Elementary School. How do you look back in the mirror and see how the move-in went for that? Yeah, you're you're, you're right. Uh, the uh, the opening for the new school, uh, the the first phase of the opening, I guess I could say, that was actually uh, April 18th, which was a Tuesday. So grades two, three, and four, sort of the the upper grades, if you will, um, their first day in the new school is April 18th, and then uh, by the 19th, the following day, the entire school was humming because that's when pre-K, K, and grade one. 
uh, were brought into the school. So kind of a phased opening just to make sure that, uh, you know, some of the, the, the bugs and that sort of thing got ironed out uh, a little less um, a little less student population to contend with, but things have, have gone well, and I and, uh, really have to commend our administration, all the faculty, staff, everybody involved for just doing uh, uh, really more than an admirable job, in my opinion, you know, planning the transition to, to make the students feel comfortable and, and work with families on this transition. Um, you know, one example, you know, student drop-off, which I know has been a point of discussion. Um, you know, you can, you can plan for something and, and think through it, but until it's happening, sometimes you don't realize some of the, uh, the fine tuning and adjustments you have to make so you know for a student uh, pick up and drop off that's been closely managed uh, helping to teach parents the new routine to get cars off of 89 and to get them lined up in the parking lot to prevent queuing you know back onto 89 and uh, bus transportation you know that seems to have uh, largely transitioned smoothly uh, with the with the new routes and of course we have some new drivers as well and so combination of new routes and new drivers means there's a learning curve but things have gone well um, and then I also want to make sure to, to make sure everybody's aware that uh, over the next uh, three Fridays today's the first uh, the superintendent and staff are offering uh, tours of the new building for for members of the community who haven't had a chance to get in and see it yet and that's uh, Friday Friday afternoon so uh, definitely would encourage folks uh, especially those that don't have kids and haven't had a chance to to get in the building yet to come by the next uh, one of the next three Fridays and uh, and then uh, we're really excited to also announce that we're going to have uh, an open house on June 10th uh, that'll be from noon to three uh, it's kind of uh, part of the extended ribbon cutting if you will for the new school and um, so just really excited about all this, and, uh, you know, as I've said many times in the program, uh, this project is a big one. It was a long time coming. Uh, it took a little longer than originally planned, but uh, the most important thing is getting it right, and now we have a new state-of-the-art public elementary school, the, the, the first new build net zero uh, public school in Connecticut, and, uh, and we just couldn't be more excited that, that, it's, that it's open for operation. Ryan, you talked about the traffic at 89. There's been a lot of chatter on Facebook about that traffic backup, especially at 195 and 89. Maybe that was more than expected, but what is being done now to address that, to try to alleviate that backup? Yeah, I think, um, you know, we, we made some pretty, uh, pretty, pretty important intersection improvements in advance uh, of the project being completed or while construction was going on, and uh, certainly we will continue to to evaluate what's going on at the intersection of 89 and 195 and, and you know, consider as needed uh, once the school is in operation and we have a better, better sense kind of long-term, you know, what the traffic patterns are going to be, uh, see if any additional um, alterations may need, may need to be addressed for that, uh, for that intersection. But honestly, you know, right now it's so early and, and people are still learning whether it's, you know, teachers and employees or, you know, family members uh, picking up and dropping off kids and, of course, the buses. There's just a, there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could say, learning new traffic patterns and people will be adjusting their routes accordingly. And so we want to give it a little bit more time to, to play out and see what kind of the new normal will, in fact, be. It's not just the season of spring. It's also the season of budget. So how does it work in Mansfield? You have referendum, town meeting? We, uh, we are a traditional town meeting town. So, uh, we will have our annual town meeting actually next Tuesday, May 9th. It starts at 7 p.m. Um, at Mansfield Middle School. We're really hoping that uh, we have a strong uh, resident turnout. It's a great opportunity for 
all our residents to participate in the democratic process and, and make sure that the town, uh, the investments of the town are heading in the direction that they want to see. Uh, and, you know, I want to make sure that people know, because I know as, as a father of three, you know, if, if I, uh, of course, I'll be there because I'm the town manager regardless, but I know how challenging it can be, especially in the evenings with, with kids and child care responsibilities to, to get to uh, various meetings and other evening engagements. So I want to make sure everybody knows that we're actually offering uh, child care for, for parents that want to attend. It's going to be offered by Mansfield Parks and Rec, which uh, administers our before and after school program on a on a weekly basis, and so that'll be on site um, in one of the classrooms there in the middle school, just to make it convenient for for families to attend town meeting. Uh, also, want to make sure that uh, your listeners know that our human services department uh, and our senior center are going to be offering rides to anyone uh, who doesn't have access to a car. So, if you don't have uh, access access to reliable transportation, you can reach out to us ahead of time and and, and book a reservation to to get a ride to town meeting. Uh, and, and, and finally, I just want to make sure you know that we're also going to be offering sign language interpreter services for people that have uh, you know, hearing impairments. So we really want town meeting to be open and accessible to everybody. We want to make sure there's no barriers for people to, to attend and take part and, and share their voice. What do you see as the highlights of the Mansfield Town budget that voters would be considering at that meeting? Well, that's definitely a loaded question. There's, there's a lot that has gone into this budget. You know, we've been at it, uh, well, uh, staff has been at it for many months, but uh, in, in a sense, the more public-facing uh, part of this really started at the end of March when, um, after many months of analysis and review and kind of internal deliberation, uh, I presented, uh, as town manager, I presented my proposed budget to the town council, so that was the end of March. And then the month of April, the town councils had a series, uh, many, many budget workshops, uh, hearing from myself, hearing from department heads, looking at numbers, talking about priorities, and ultimately uh, they adopted um, a budget that was slightly adjusted from my original proposed budget um, on April 24th. So council adopted the budget on April 24th. This year it's a $63 million budget. Um, it's what I would call a level service budget. Um, it's not level funded because uh, we're facing certainly high rates of inflation and there's no way to keep the costs level, um, but we are providing uh, level service. Now, Mansfield already provides, has a reputation for providing exceptional municipal services, and in the last year we were able to uh, basically expand in some key areas that there were priorities for the council um, as a benefit of additional state aid money uh, under a new legislative uh, or new statutory formula that was passed uh, for payment in lieu of taxes. Basically, the money that we receive uh, by virtue of having the UConn campus here, uh, since UConn is tax exempt. But uh, this year, you know, we certainly have, uh, like all towns and uh, in, in cities in Connecticut, a number of uh, fiscal constraints. Uh, I already mentioned inflation, but also uh, our grand list, you know, our total taxable value. Uh, which will be changing and will be changing uh, co- considerably in the next year or two as many large-scale developments come online. Uh, this year it was essentially level, and our state aid was level. So we're trying to basically maintain the same level of exceptional service and continue to make progress on capital projects like investments in roads and infrastructure, uh, while also at the same time realizing that our revenues um, are are, are relatively level. And so it was a lot to balance. Uh, We are uh, expecting an increase in the tax rate this year, um, somewhere in the neighborhood of 3.7 or 3.8 percent. We were able to drop the tax rate last year, and we've had uh, level tax rates in the four prior years. So it's been a while since our residents had an increase in the tax rate, and uh, the council certainly is very mindful of that. 
and I think we kept this year's tax rate increase to a minimum. There are certainly many municipalities around us that are looking at higher rates of, of uh, a tax rate increase, um, but we want to make sure the town's affordable. We want to make sure that we offer, uh, continue to offer exceptional services and continue to plan, plan for a bright future. Ryan, once you get beyond the town meeting, what are your next big areas of focus? Well, there's always a lot going on, which is probably a common phrase that I share in your program when you ask a question like that. But uh, I guess a few things just to touch on. Um, we're excited that we're, uh, we're now uh, finishing installation of many new uh, electric vehicle charging stations. Um, obviously, sustainability and, and green energy and carbon neutrality, these are all things that... Um, that are important to our town. There, there are uh, clear policy uh, priorities for the town council. And so uh, with the benefit of some, some grant dollars, some financial incentives in partnership with Eversource, which uh, covered 70% of the project I'm referring to, um, we've installed a large number. Uh, we'll have 32 uh, total charging stations uh, with a few more coming online here in the near future, uh, charging stations throughout town uh, to provide convenience to those uh, that own electric vehicles places like our senior center, uh, municipal building, uh, community center, Leonard Hall, Mansfield Discovery Depot, which is a child care facility that the, the town owns, uh, Mansfield Elementary School, Transfer Station, Public Library, and several other locations. So um, just want to make sure that those that own electric vehicles know that we, uh, we, we have taken this step, and there's going to be a lot more convenient locations uh, throughout town for, for folks to, to charge. And uh, we, of course, want to do our part to promote use of, of green energy as an alternative to uh, traditional gas-burning engines. Um, and, uh, and let's see what else. Oh, I guess I, just quickly back on that topic, I want to make sure folks know that all of the charging locations that, uh, that are being installed in Mansfield, they're going to be incorporated as part of a statewide map um, which will show throughout the state where EV charging stations are. So uh, it just makes it that much easier for people to know and plan accordingly uh, where, they can, where they can get a charge. Uh, let's see, a couple other things. Um, coming up in early June uh, is the Johnny Jackman uh, Bicycle Tour to Mansfield. Um, that's going to be June 3rd, starts at 7 a.m., uh, I believe the tour, um, it's, it's going to take us through historic villages, scenic roads, uh, the whole vibrant downtown. There's a 20- and 40-mile option, uh, both of which uh, end at the Mansfield Community Center, and there's, there's details about that on the web. Uh, I want to make sure that folks, uh, especially those with young kids who enjoy Bicentennial Pond and the, and the playscapes and the beach area down there, know that uh, we are finishing up work on a new pavilion that's adjacent to the playscape. So we already have a pavilion down there, but now we're going to have a second one that's much closer to the playscape, which was uh, certainly uh, some feedback that we received from our residents. So we're excited that that's nearly complete. It should make it uh, easier for people to enjoy family events down at uh, Bicentennial Park. Um, and, uh, and then also, uh, folks, I know we field a lot of questions about this, so maybe just to share more information uh, on your program here, uh, folks driving by the community center on, uh, on uh, South Eagleville Road or 275 uh, have seen that there's been a, a fair amount of site work happening, um, kind of in a perched 
bank area adjacent to the community center, and so folks have been asking well, what, what exactly is going on there, and so uh, that's going to be a, uh, a new pickleball court facility uh, complex that's going in. Pickleball, of course, is uh, very, very popular. I don't know if you play, Wayne, but uh, it's a very, very popular game, and uh, so we've been working with a, a private benefactor who is very interested in helping make this happen. The town, uh, particularly our DPW crew, has been investing time to prep the site uh, over the winter when we couldn't otherwise work on uh, road and drainage projects during the winter. Um, so we've provided uh, sort of in-kind, if you will, labor to help uh, prep the site. And then private funds are being used to actually construct the courts and other facilities. Uh, so uh, we're very excited that that's happening, and I know that uh, it's been something that we've been hearing from from our residents for quite some time that they'd like to see happen. So, so that's some of the stuff I'd touch on. And you've got some other things coming up, including a Memorial Day parade. Yes, uh, we have a Memorial Day parade uh, on the on the 29th. Uh, procession will start at, at 9 a.m. Uh, we start at the intersection of 195 and, and Bassett's Bridge Road um, in Mansfield Center. Uh, the, the parade ends at the new Mansfield Center Cemetery, and uh, you know, obviously, it's. Uh, it's a somber affair. It's a day for us to pay our respects to, to those that died protecting and preserving the freedoms we enjoy. Uh, we do hope that any uh, veterans or active duty personnel will, will join us. We'd love to have them march at the, the head of the parade. Um, but it's a very important uh, community tradition, and that's, uh, again, 9 a.m. On, on Monday the 29th. Ryan, always good to catch up with you. Thanks for the update on what's going on in the town of Mansfield. Thanks, Wayne. Great to talk with you, as always, and uh, let's go Yankees. Well, maybe not. Ryan Aylesworth, our guest this morning, the town manager of Mansfield, brought to you by the Fenton River Grill on 14 WILI Willimannic and 95.3 FM.